1: And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond... Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey everyone, I hope you've enjoyed this week's worth of shows. I've been on vacation, but I think that we're putting out some pretty good stuff. We've had some fun guests join us, but now it's time to get to the serious stuff. We got Dolphins preseason game number one against the Falcons coming up. But most importantly, that means it's time for fantasy football. Jamie Eisenberg, CBS Sports Fantasy Football. We're starting another season of him joining us every Thursday. And that means we have him today. He's going to help us with our fantasy football draft, give us all the good tips. Here's our pal Jamie Eisenberg with the fantasy football update. All guests on Zaslow's show 2.0 brought to us by the official beer of the program, Johnny Cuba. I love when you guys take a sip of a Johnny Cuba for the very first time. You send me a picture on Instagram. I then post it on my stories. I'm obviously an influencer. And then you become famous. And my man Juan from Johnny Cuba, he loves seeing that too. Go pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba if you haven't tried it yet. Sedano's Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco Emas, European roots with a Caribbean soul. It's a refreshing German lager in a can. Always drink responsibly. And of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay to And joining us, this is how you know football's back. Joining us here, CBS Sports fantasy football expert, Jamie Eisenberg. We get to start the weekly spots again. We've been doing this for, I don't know, probably 10 years now, Jamie. Does that sound about right?
0: Maybe more. Uh It's always good to talk to you. You know, like like you said, it feels, uh, feels like football season's here when I get to hear your voice as well. Uh, Not that we don't, you know, text or, or chat at, at points during the year, but, you know, this is when we usually have our most communication. So I love hearing your voice and I hope everything's well with you.
1: Thanks, man. So, so yeah. So for folks, you know, starting now, I'll I'll take fantasy football questions. You know, you'll be able to tweet them to me or email or what have you. So we'll start to be able to get the listeners involved moving forward. But this kind of kicks things off because we got preseason football all underway going on this week. Of course, last week you had Hall of Fame game, Jets and Browns. So we're in it now. Now, before we get to this year's draft strategy, that kind of stuff. I do want to ask you, you know, before before you were, uh, you know, the fan, the fantasy football guy, premier fantasy football guy. You, you know, you, I used to see you at Dolphins training camp. Certainly, Miami Heat games at the arena. I mean, you you were essentially covering local beats. You know, back in the day, Palm Beach Post. So I'm sure you you had interactions with Zach Thomas, officially a Hall of Famer now. Uh, give, give me some thoughts here on Zach Thomas finally getting into the Hall of Fame.
0: Well deserved, you know. Uh, I I think you know. Anytime you start to put his numbers up against, you know, the guys of his era, I think the one that comes to mind the most is probably Brian Erlacher. But you know, certainly well deserving. Uh, I think if the if the team had had more success, he would have been more well renowned nationally. Uh, but I think anybody that covered the league, uh, certainly covered the Dolphins, know what what Zach Thomas meant to that position and to uh, to find out, you know, that he was one of three linebackers in NFL history. Dolphins actually have two of them. That uh, six feet tall or smaller, uh, him and Nick Bonacotti, uh, Sam Adams, the other one from the Carolina Panthers. But, you know, just to to make the most of, of what he was able to accomplish, uh, one of the best locker room guys you'll ever be around. You know, I mean, I, I think anybody that covered those Dolphins teams and, you know, I was always kind of one of the backup guys for the Palm Beach Post. So it was just, you know, lucky to be around there, especially so young in my life and young in my career. Uh, but to be around Zach Thomas, Jason Taylor, the, those guys would stay and answer every question. They never hid from anything. Ah, uh, just stand up, guys. Stand up, men. Um, you know, from a football perspective, and just again, so well deserved to see uh, to see him get in. You know, start to get the recognition that he's 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 always deserved as a football guy.
1: Awesome, yeah, really, really cool. Uh, all right, so let's get down to the to the meat of it here. Fantasy football is back, man, and everyone's setting their draft dates. Everyone's preparing for who they're going to select first round or what have you. Now, the easiest advice I think, Jamie, that you can give right now is. So we're we're in week one NFL preseason. You, you You want to delay your draft. Now, everybody, you got to make sure, can I do it this day? Can I do it this day? When you're with 12 friends and, you know, we're at this point of our lives, maybe we're in our 40s like you and me, it's hard for everybody to get on the same page as far as being able to do their draft. But we want to delay the draft as late as possible, right? Because somebody has their draft this week. There's going to be a guy or two who's a major fantasy football player who suffers an injury during either training camp or a preseason game. So the, the the top advice that you'll probably give, right, Jamie, is set your fantasy football date as close to week one regular season as possible, right?
0: Yeah. You know, I, I think, you know, for, for people like me that do this for a living uh, we do a lot of drafts, you know, for, for different reasons, you know, magazines that come out, you know, uh, giving people advice for, for their drafts. So, I was in a draft, uh, you know, I, I think it was like 10 days ago or so when uh, Tim Patrick, the the Broncos wide receiver, not that he's a high traffic by any stretch, but, you know, somebody mentioned, oh, don't draft Tim Patrick because he went down in, in, in practice. And then you come to find out it's an Achilles tear. So there's going to be situations like that. So, you know, yes, you you don't want to be in the middle of, you know, already drafting your team. And then you come to find out right before the season started, like I think it was 2020, uh, 2021, excuse me, uh, J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, the top two running backs for the Ravens, both got hurt right before the start of the season. Derek McKinnon was supposed to be a, a, a breakout player when he was 49er. As uh, far ACL, I believe, a injury, you know, right before the, the – the, the, at the last weekend before doing some workout, you know, so – you get these situations, the, the later you can wait, the better off you are. And look, the, the more information you have, you know, I mean, I, I change my rankings probably 10 times a day just because I hear something, I read something, you know, I'm on the fence about somebody and, and, and I get pushed one way or the other, you know, liking them or disliking them because of a practice report or, or something happens. So the later you can wait, the better off you are.
1: So I think we're seeing, you know, a, a little bit of a, a life imitating art going on right now in the NFL with the running back situation. You know, I feel like fantasy football, they they were ahead of the curve on this one because it was, you know, originally with fantasy football and like, you know, in the 90s when we're talking about just every team's got a stud running back who they run into the ground. You had to, you had to pick a running back first two rounds in your fantasy football draft back in the 90s. You got to go running backs. But that changed however long ago, 15 years ago, whatever, where, you know what, you're going to see plenty of teams get those top tier wide receivers. Early on, and now you see what's going on in the NFL, where the running back is de- being devalued. So, how does that affect the fantasy football player now?
0: Yeah, I, I think the the biggest thing in, in the point you're making is how scoring changed from, you know, adding adding point per reception, making it PPR, because that made the receivers you know that much more valuable and devalue the running backs because of what you said. Most people were just loading up on those running backs and, and taking advantage of those of those type of players, but. Uh, I, I I think as we've seen, you know, th- this is why the position has been devalued. You're seeing more tandems, more committees, you know, more NFL teams using multiple guys and and some specialty guys, you know, third down backs and, and those type of things. So it's still in your benefit to get one of these workhorse type of guys. And there's still, you know, probably 10 that you can point to and say, OK, if I get the right player, the Derrick Henry's, the Josh Jacobs, you know, those type of players that, you know, are going to compete for rushing titles, you know, Nick Chubb, those those quality of guys you'll be happy about that and you want to identify the guys who are going to be the next player like that so like Tony Pollard for example Bijan Robinson now coming to the NFL uh but yes i i think in in, in depending on your format how your fantasy league is set up you probably want to lean wide receiver in PPR and what we're also seeing which is kind of i thought the direction you're going is we're seeing more fantasy leagues go back to drafting quarterbacks early and and really the biggest thing is a lot of fantasy analysts telling people to take quarterbacks early. I'm not necessarily fully in that camp. I have changed my philosophy a little bit for more of the mid round quarterbacks. Uh, But I think, you know, a lot of people just say, you know, I got burned by Jonathan Taylor last year. I got burned by Christian McCaffrey for two straight seasons. I'm just taking Patrick Mahomes and I'll figure out the rest. And you still will probably have a very good fantasy team because you know you're getting 30 plus points per game from one of those top tier guys.
1: I'll get right back to the conversation here in a second, but if you're in the market for a new car, maybe you can't decide where to go. Hey, That's not a problem. I'm sending you to the only car dealership I personally endorse. Yeah, we're talking North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you're going to see the widest inventory of newest Subaru models on the market. Whatever you're looking for. Maybe you're looking for something spacious, an SUV for the family. Maybe you're just looking for a Subaru sedan for your daily commute. Whatever you're looking for, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru is sure to have the perfect model for you. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, we're talking the North Fort Lauderdale Subaru promise. That's guaranteed most money for your trade. Three-day exchange policy. You're out the door 90 minutes or less after you say yes. 100% credit approval. Lifetime vehicle warranty. You can shop right now. NFLSubaru.com. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Conveniently located on North Andrews Avenue, just north of Cypress Creek Road. The building you know and the place to go. NFLSubaru.com. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Wow. That's interesting. Uh, So you you got folks who are recommending to take the quarterbacks early because essentially it's, it's a guarantee, you you know, as long as the guy plays, it's a guarantee that you're going to get that production. So I I didn't, I didn't realize that work. Now I I don't subscribe to that. You know, like I I think it's a bit of a waste. You take a guy like Mahomes in the first round, but you're saying maybe even someone like myself, maybe I should be, uh, I should consider it more now taking one of those top quarterbacks in round three or four when you know, for the past however many years, I, I've really been waiting, James.
0: So if, if you're waiting till rounds three or four, you're missing out on the first three guys, which are going to be Mahomes, Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. So I'm I'm more in line with what you're saying. I would rather let somebody else take those guys because it's not just taking those quarterbacks early. It's sort of what are you sort of looking at from the play you're getting if you're getting the quarterback later? And what are you passing up in the first round or two? So the average draft position tells us right now that Mahomes is the 12th player off the board and Josh Allen, Jalen hurts are 20 and 21 overall. So, you know, late round two, but I think if you start to look at it, okay, how much do you buy into Lamar Jackson bouncing back? I do. How much do you buy into, you know, despite the calf injury, Joe Burrow still being elite. I think you're going to get a pretty good player there. Justin Herbert is going to bounce back in a big way because of the coordinator change. Justin Fields, based on how he runs, will have a big season. So, The second tier, and I also think you could put maybe Trevor Lawrence there if you're expecting him to take a next step. I think he's going to, you know, so that second tier and that third tier and even a guy like Tua Tunga-Vailoa, who if he plays, you know, the majority of the season has a chance for a big year. You know, those are the quarterbacks I'm typically targeting. So I'm not necessarily waiting as late as I usually do, which in this case would be like the Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers group in terms of the guys this year. But I think for me, I'm going to go in that second and third tier of guys, as opposed to reaching for the top tier guys. Again, they're very safe. They're awesome. You can look at and say what they did last year should be replicated from Mahomes, Allen, and Hurts. But for me, I just can't do it. It's just not the way that I play the game and how I draft typically my teams.
1: Who is essentially the cutoff when we're talking? You at least need this. Like this is this should be your last option for a starting quarterback. Who who's the cutoff here? How many guys? Can you be comfortable with? Obviously, you gave us those top three, four guys, but how many guys can you be comfortable? This is a good starting quarterback.
0: I think it's going to be eight with Trevor Lawrence being that guy at number eight. Now, again, average draft position says he's a little bit higher than that. He's going actually ahead of Justin Fields. But for me, it's Mahomes, Allen Hurts, Lamar, Fields, Burrow, Herbert, Trevor Lawrence. But I do think there are two guys after that group that if you are looking to say, okay, who could be difference makers? And so taking out the word comfortable, it's Tua Valoa and Anthony Richardson. And there are huge upside for both those guys. But you know what the downside is for Tua, it's the injury risk. And for Richardson, it's being an unproven rookie who is probably not going to pass very well, but running quarterbacks, if you buy into what they do, and there's a very lengthy history, every quarterback since 2010 that has run for 700 yards or more, which I think he's capable of doing, has averaged at least 19.9 fantasy points per game or more, with the only guy being under 20 points last year, Daniel Jones, who just hit that 700-yard mark. So if he can be an 800-yard rusher a 900-yard rusher or be one of the five guys now to uh, get to 1,000 yards rushing, he could be a top 10 fantasy quarterback. So I, I think you put those two guys in there. But again, in terms of the word that you use, comfortable, Trevor Lawrence is the cutoff.
1: Let's let's talk a little first-round strategy. Now, look, uh, drafts aren't necessarily won in the first round, but they could be lost in the first round, all right? You know, based on who you pick in the first round, if he suffers a major injury or has a very down year, you can lose your season with that first-round pick. Uh, who is at what position? You know, let's say we're talking 12 teams. If you're slotted 1 through 5, 6 through 10, 10 through 12, where in that first round, and would you would you draft, okay, this group right here, you go with one of the best wide receivers. This slot in the first round, take one of the best running backs. Can you break it off almost into tiers as far as what you should be targeting with your first round pick?
0: I, I think what we'll end up seeing is in, in the first five or six picks, and it's going to depend on when Cooper Cup's hamstring injury heals up, that'll get back into that category. But I think what we'll see is Four to five receivers and, and Tyreek Hill being the fourth or the fifth, or I'm sorry, the third or the fourth, uh, depending on, you know, again, the health of, of Cup, but probably four receivers at most in the first five picks. Uh, the, the, the first two picks are, I, I think, locked in unless Burrow's calf injury is a problem, but with Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. And then really the two running backs that will go in the first five overall picks most likely will only be Christian McCaffrey and Austin Eckler. Now there is a strong push and and I'm not far behind it but I just have him ranked a little bit lower for Bijan Robinson to be a top 5 overall pick. Um he just ended up in such a good situation. The Falcons led the NFL in rushing attempts last year. He's got that profile of Saquon Barkley in his rookie year, Ezekiel Elliott rookie year, you know, those I'm just bringing up those two in particular because of recency, but you know, a guy that's drafted in the top 10 in the NFL draft and then can, you know, step in and be an electric fantasy option right away, but uh what you'll probably end up seeing in the first 6 picks is two to three running backs, two to three wide receivers. And then this is where Kelsey were sort of toe the line. If you're going to you know, buy into him, it'll be probably five or six overall.
1: Wow. So you're saying if you have one of those late first round picks and Kelsey's there, he should be your guy.
0: Yeah. M- mostly more so in PPR than non PPR, but you know, again, it, it, he's just such a difference maker, you know, at some point he's going to fall off a cliff, you know, it just happens to, to the great ones even, and he's in his early thirties now and he's played a lot of games because he's been a lot of post you know, matchups clearly. So you just have to worry about that. But that's really the only fear. You know, you, you've seen the way Kansas City has built their team. There's no standout wide receiver. You know, they were hoping Kadarius Tony was going to be that guy. He's got the knee injury now. So it's a lot of question marks. But the one thing that's not a question mark is the tight end. And he's just such a go-to guy for Patrick Mahomes. He's a go-to guy for Andy Reid. He's tried and true. You know, you can make an argument at this point. He's the best tight end to ever play the game. And so I, I think it's just, you know, it, unless he falls off from a injury standpoint, I don't think it's going to be a production standpoint you should be pretty comfortable knowing that you're going to dominate that position probably by seven or eight PPR points. And that's hard to pass up.
1: He's so much better Kelsey than everyone else at that position. But I'm wondering, Jamie, is there, is there some type of, do we have any type of statistical evidence as far as the fantasy football player who has Kelsey, how they fare in their league? Like, because he's so much better than everyone else at that tight end position, because you dominate that position every single week because you have Kelsey, do you find that overall it's, it's led to fantasy football championships that because you have him dominating that position? Yeah, I have to go back and and look,
0: I I can tell you every year I do a win percentage story and it's not necessarily based on championships. It's just which fantasy player has helped contribute to the most wins. And he's definitely always in the top 10, you know, so he's always going to give you a strong chance to be, a winning fantasy franchise, whether that leads to titles or not, we just don't track that. But I I think just in terms of you, you, you know what you're getting, you're getting such a dominant player, such a guy that's a a difference maker. Uh, We just did our tight end preview um, uh, on our podcast last Friday and it's okay. At what point do you want to draft Kelsey? And then who can be the next guy? Most, most people are going to say Mark Andrews, which is, you know, totally fair. Uh, But I, I, even Mark Andrews, you know, he would have to have just a, a, a historic season to come close to what Kelsey does on a year-to-year basis. So it's just it, – it it's such a benefit to take him in the first
1: round. What's the cutoff if you don't get Kelsey at what point – and you see some of the other tight ends are coming off the board? Kittle, Hawkinson, Mark Andrews. Who? Where's the cutoff where you got to make sure you get at least this guy or you're not getting a starting caliber tight end?
0: So it's it's a very funny position because we usually see three or four guys that you know have – you know, productive seasons. You mentioned a couple, you know, Andrews and Kittle and, and, and Hawkinson last year. Uh, but really for the most part, it's a lot of guys that you don't expect, you know? So, you know, like last year, for example, a guy like Jawan Johnson for the saints, you know, he had eight touchdowns and, and was successful the year before Pat Fryer moved as his rookie season, you know, had seven touchdowns. A lot of it comes from the guys that find the end zone. But I, I think the thing that you'll see this year, it's kind of similar to the quarterback. So it's Kelsey as, as the lead guy Andrews as the second guy. And then it's this next tier, which has typically been the tier that's burned people, but I think it's very has a chance to be very productive this year. It's the group of Kittle, Darren Waller, TJ Hawkinson, and Kyle Pitts. And there's and, and Dallas Goddard. And there's varying degrees there of, of what they can do. You know, you know what Kittle's given you, you know what Waller's given you when healthy. Um, Pitts is the one that we're keep waiting for to have this, you know, breakout season, but it's hard to say it's a guarantee. And then you know, uh, Goddard just plays in such a you know prolific offense with the Eagles. So this is typically the 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 range to what you're talking about of where you want to get a guy uh, to make sure you have somebody that you feel comfortable with. But again, it's not necessarily been where the 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 production has come from. And so what we like to say at at on on our shows is you either go great or late. So you take probably you know Kelsey or Andrews, or you just maybe pass passing this group because you got to pay a premium price around four or five pick. And maybe just look for those next group of guys, which is going to be the Pat Fryermuths, the Evan Ingrams, the David Njoku's. There's not a like to love about them, but these is typically the range of where these guys that have been at least consistent starters have come from. So it's just a matter of do you hit on the right one?
1: Sorry to break up the conversation here, guys, but I got to tell you, you know, if you have a water leak in your home, And you can't find where it's coming from. You got to call or text Water Cleanup of Florida. 954-900-8635. My boys, the Greensteins, they have over 60 years of combined experience at Water Cleanup of Florida. Their team is prepared to handle all and any type of leak detection issue. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. After the leak has been located and repaired, Water Cleanup of Florida cleans, dries, and fully restores the damaged areas. Fully licensed, insured, Water Cleanup of Florida certified to provide that one-stop shopping All of us busy business owners and homeowners require no need to bring in other contractors. Water Cleanup of Florida handles the entire project from start to finish. They service the entire Tri-County area, Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach counties. Call or text Water Cleanup of Florida right when you know something might be a problem. 954-900-8635, WCUFL.com. Water Cleanup of Florida, we clean up your schmutz. So let's... Let's do a similar question now with the running backs. You know, let's say, you know, 12-team league. It's two running backs who you start. So, essentially, it's to be 24 starting running backs. But how many running backs are a starting caliber fantasy football running back this year?
0: I would say there's probably, you know, 16 to 17, depending on how you feel about, you know, certain guys. So, like somebody like Alexander Madison steps into a great situation without Dalvin Cook there. You know, you have the the question mark. Let's say at Brees Hall, but if he's healthy, he's going to be great. You know, Kenneth Walker, same thing with what those guys showed as a rookie, and you know, he's got some some question marks. So those guys kind of told the line for me of where you're looking at it. But I I think you know the 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 top eight or nine guys, you know, and that's where you know Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, you know, Josh Jacobs, you know, now Jonathan Taylor with the the contract squabble, you know, the, that's where these guys kind of are falling to, you know, late round two, but. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, I think could be a breakout for the Patriots. Uh, Travis Etienne is going to have a good season for the Jaguars. Um, I think Miles Sanders going to the Panthers, you know, ended up in a good situation. James Conner is still going to be a pretty good running back for the Cardinals, even on on, on a terrible team. So there's, there's about 17 guys. I think you could say, okay, I want to, you know, be in, 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 you know, in on these guys and have them on my fantasy team. It's it's once you start to get past, I think, you know, closer to the, the 20 to 25 group where there's, you know, okay, I, I see the potential, but I also see the pitfalls, and and that's why I want to get in on uh, probably one running back early, and then load up on receiver, and then just take some you know dart throws on a lot
1: of different guys and hope that they hit. Jamie, who are some rookies that are going to make an impact this year?
0: I like a lot of the rookie wide receivers. Obviously, the top two rookie running backs, you know, and this is a guy that falls in, in line. Not just be John Robinson, but Jameer Gibbs. PR and special for the Lions. Uh, shows you that Lions offense is going to be on one this year. uh So, those are the two running backs, but the receivers are going to be interesting because not one of them ended up in a spot where I think you could say easy number one wide receiver. Maybe Zay Flowers with the Ravens now that Rashad Bateman is dealing with a foot injury. So, he's one to keep an eye on. uh But Jackson Smith Najiba was in a crowded receiving core in Ohio State in 2021 when he shared the field with Garrett Wilson. And so, even though he's with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, and I think you can see a you know productive year coming for Smith and Jigba. Jordan Addison's on a, a Vikings team that was top three in pass attempts last year, and you know no more Adam Thielen, so he's probably looking at 110 to 120 targets. That's pretty good, even though Kirk Cousins as the quarterback. Um, I, I think the tight ends are interesting, you know, to go back to that position because Dalton Kincaid and Sam Laporta uh, both are going to be featured in their offense. It's Kincaid going to the Bills; they traded up to get him in the first round. And Laporta's following this, you know, Iowa lineage of George Kittle and TJ Hawkinson of guys that have come out of that school. And hopefully he's the next one in line to be a decent fantasy tight end. But in Detroit, again, good and be a good offense. They're down Jamison Williams for six games. So he's somebody that you look at and and hopefully takes advantage of it. And then the tight end locally, you know, Devon A. Chain, um, he's a small guy, but, you know, the Dolphins running back, you know what they've been? You know, they were kind of healthy last year for the most part. But Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson have a long injury, injury. track record. And so A chain somebody that they targeted clearly, you know, didn't have a lot of draft picks. And so if he can, you know, sort of prove that he could be a feature guy, it'll be fun to see what he does in that offense as well.
1: Before we let you go here, guys, we're wrapping up today's show. Hey, maybe you're wrapping up your day, wherever you are. Maybe it's time to go to sleep. I don't know what you're doing, but if it is time to go to sleep, you're not going to have the best sleep unless you're sleeping on the softest sheets. You know, I'm talking about sheets and giggles. That's right. Sheets and giggles, sustainable eucalyptus sheets, they're naturally softer, cooler, more breathable than anything you've ever slept on. The Zaslow family, all of us, we have sheets and giggles. Those are the bed sheets we use now and forever since Sheets and Giggles jumped on board Zaslow Show 2.0 about four or five months ago. You may see me on YouTube.com slash at Zazlo showing you like, wow, Zazlo, you look so well rested. You look so good. Why is that? It's because I'm now one of over a hundred thousand Americans who are sleeping on Sheets and Giggles. It's one less thing I have to worry about. The only place that I ever have to go now to get my bed sheets, SheetsGiggles.com. My man Colin, the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles, he did it. He did it. We're all having the best sleeps of our lives now. And if you're not Getting sheets and giggles sheets for your bed just yet? You're not getting the best kind of sleep. Sheetsgiggles dot Again, sheets giggles.com Jamie, before we let you go here, what, what do we do about Jonathan Taylor? Where where should we be drafting him now at this point? So depending on when this
0: saga uh, ends, you know, I, I think you just look at him right now as a second round pick, and then. At some point, he's going to fall to a spot because people are concerned where you just go, oh my God, how did I end up with Jonathan Taylor? So we yeah. salary cap draft um, early last week. And typically you see a player like him go for, this is a $100 salary cap. You see a player like him go for almost around $30 in that early 30s. Um, because of the concerns, I would have pegged him right around you know, like $24, $25. He was a $17 buy. And after everybody, after he got, you know taken off the board it was like how did we let that player that fantasy manager get jonathan taylor so cheap because he's gonna play he's gonna have i think the chance to have a big season it's just a matter of does it still come with the Colts? so uh, i would expect him to be in indianapolis i would expect him to still have a a a dynamic gear he's just got to stay healthy and if he does you're going to be you know happy about it but round two is probably the right spot for him
1: excellent job as always jamie again uh, jamie's going to join us every week uh every thursday uh, as long as that still works for him i don't want to make up your schedule for you but uh jamie's been joining us every thursday for like he said at least the last 10 years giving us all the fantasy football advice he's the best out there at doing this uh great job as always jamie have you seen any movies recently have you been to the theater the
0: last movie i saw was with my kids was uh the spider-man uh, whatever they call it
1: now What a movie uh, Great movie Right University. Jamie?
0: It, it, it was fantastic Yeah I, I enjoyed that one I, I'm hoping to uh, They'll probably want to go see Ninja Turtles I would like to see Oppenheimer um, And uh, maybe even the Barbie movie If my wife wants to go So uh, how about you? Have you seen anything you like?
1: Yeah my, my son and I We saw the Ninja Turtles a couple days ago It's fantastic uh, Your your kids oh, will like nice. it It's really really great uh, The whole family We went and saw Oppenheimer uh, The day it came out uh, it's I am I thought it was phenomenal. It's it's a great movie. And uh, I want to see awesome. Barbie, too, because everyone's raving about how great this Barbie is. But I'm waiting for it to be streaming. I, I'm not going to the theater dressed <laughs> in Big Man yet. You look good Big Man. You'll be standing up. I don't know. I don't know if I can pull that off. Uh, Jamie, tell everybody, of course, where they can hear you and continue getting all the great fantasy advice from you.
0: Yeah, no, I appreciate that. You can check it out, uh, cbssports.com, cbssports.hq. We have actually our uh, draftathon coming up where we're raising money for St. Jude. And so far, we're having a, a lot of fun with the uh, the donations that we're doing and the things that we're doing to raise money for them. So um, you can check that out as, as that gets closer, I think, it's the end of the month. But um, cbssports.com, CBS Sports HQ. You can follow me on Twitter at Jamie Eisenberg, J-A-M-E-Y. And, uh, of course, you can always catch me with the great Jonathan Zaslow. We can do it on Thursday. That should work out.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Great job, Jamie. I appreciate you very much. We'll talk again soon, man.
0: You got it. Thank you, man.